So good morning again, everybody. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for being a part of the day. Welcome to Monday Morning Jump Start. This is Rick Torson. Hey, Bob, good morning. Uh, welcome to Monday Morning Jump Start. This is where faith and business meet. We are on the road today. I am not in uh, Pearland at Counseling Connections for Change. Happy Columbus Day. We're also welcoming in and inviting the 321 Grow podcast community a part of the day. Hey, Rusty, Brenda, good to see you guys. Enrique, get thanks for jumping in this morning, man. What a <coughs> what a day last yesterday was for Houston, Texas. Uh, the Texans had a big win yesterday, uh, an unexpected uh, win, I think, from most people's eyes. And uh, they played they played really well. It was a big matchup yesterday between Kansas City and Houston, and two young quarterbacks who are very very gifted and talented. Uh, kind of in a shootout yesterday, and it was uh, the the Texans won. Good morning, Ryan. Thanks for coming in. Uh, and then last night, the Astros were in Game 2 of the National League, or, or the American League Championship Series. My wife and I took my son and his girlfriend to the game last night, and uh, it, was a, it was a long night. It was a low-scoring night. It was an amazing night, a lot of fun. And the Astros ended up winning last night to even the series 1-1 one -one on a walk-off home run by Carlos Correa. So it was a, it was a late night last night. And then this morning, I've got some things I've got to do with Columbus Day, with schools being closed and banks and, and government uh, entities being shut down this morning. We had a little bit of change in plans. So welcome this morning. Welcome to my Monday morning Jumpstart family and crew. Thanks for being with us this morning. And welcome to our 321 Grow podcast group. If you're not a part of 321 Grow, I'd encourage you to go to your favorite uh, podcast platform and sign up for 321 Grow. Subscribe there. Like it. Uh, rate it, uh, share it with your friends, help us to grow that community. We also have a Facebook uh, group, 321 Grow Facebook group. It's a private group that we'd love for you to be a part of. We do a little bit more conversation there. We share some more stories, more resources. We get to know each other a little bit more uh, in that group. Hey, Tony, good to see you this morning. So I hope you guys are okay. If you're like me, your eyes are a little puffy and uh, you're needing that extra bit of coffee this morning to get going because of the late night with the Astros. But uh, and I'm hoping you can hear me okay. I'm in a room that's kind of echoey, so forgive me if it's a little bit challenging this morning. would love to have your comments as we go through this morning and we share a couple thoughts. About a week and a half, two weeks ago, uh, my wife and I were asked to speak at NAMI, which is a, a mental health organization who puts on a conference uh, once a year. And it was down in Galveston, the Sea Star Base. And so my wife and I got to go and speak. And we're speaking together on our journey through mental health. Hey, Tony, good morning again. Uh, and uh, so we had talked a little bit about what we wanted to talk about, how we wanted to share our story. If you've been listening to the podcast or if you've been on 321 Grow or Jumpstart for a while, or if you know me personally, you know that uh, we've had quite the story uh, over the last 10, 15 years with our family, uh, with the challenges of, of, of mental illness. Uh, and the successes of mental health. We, we oftentimes associate mental illness uh, with an illness, uh, and, and it is. Uh, it is a condition, chemical, physical, emotional, relational, that keeps us from performing and engaging uh, life and relationship in a, in a healthy, positive, consistent way. Um, but when we talk about mental health, we think of it as an illness, and mental health is really the opposite. I'm, I'm all about mental health. Uh, I'm about the healthy mental state of, of our lives, our families, and our relationships. But the reality is life happens, and sometimes 
that life can get a little overwhelming. And so we've had a few of those challenges over the years with my family, and we've learned how to cope with them relationally and personally. We've learned how to cope with them through counseling and through outside support. Uh, but we have, we have coped with them because it's life, and life happens. And it doesn't always happen the way we want it to or the way we think it should. In fact, sometimes life happens when we're just living our lives, doing what we do every day, getting up and going to work and tending to our business and taking care of the things that are in front of us and being responsible and faithful men and women. And then all of a sudden life happens or someone calls on us or a situation presents itself and we have to decide how are we going to respond. You know, when we talked, my wife and I talked at NAMI, when we were talking about what to talk about, we started thinking about the challenges in our lives and we, we talked about them as giants in our lives, right? And so giants led us, being people of faith, to a conversation of, of David and his battle with Goliath. And uh, as we talked about that, we were, there were some things that stood out to me about our journey. And today we're going to talk about uh, five smooth stones. If you're familiar with the story of David and Goliath, then uh, you know about those five smooth stones. L- let me ask you guys, as we start, I'd love some feedback in here and uh, your thoughts. What are the giants in your life right now? I'd love, I'd love to hear from you. What are those things that you are fighting against that you weren't expecting? Those things that have come up in, in your life that have maybe knocked you off track a little bit, slowed you down, tried to get in your way? Uh, doesn't mean they've won or they've conquered you, but you, you recognize them as giants in your life. Uh, what are some of those giants that you're facing? Some of those giants that you're dealing with uh, that you've got to get through and get past? Some are very serious, others may be minor but there's still things that get in the way of our progression, of us, of us moving forward. You know, for me, there's been several giants in my life. Uh, the first one was being raised in a single-parent home until my mom got married when I was 9, 10 years old. There was a lot of challenges. I talk about being a latchkey kid and going from latchkey to leadership. Uh, you know, I was, I was home alone. Uh, a lot of it early, early on when I was very young because my mom had to work and my grandmother worked to support me. And there were some giants in my life at that time uh, that I had to overcome, that I had to conquer. Some I did well and others not so well, right? There were other giants in my life uh, having to go to college and not having the money to pay for it, which means I was going to have to take out loans. And then when I graduated college, I graduated with almost $40,000 in debt. And back in the 80s, that was quite a bit. Hey, Israel, good to see you, man. It's a, in Adelaide, Australia, man, it says it's a lovely night there. Well, it's a, it's a lovely morning here in Houston, Texas. So thanks for joining in, Israel. Hey, Barb, good to see you. Thanks for jumping in this morning. Um, so I've, I've had different giants. When we were going to have children, uh, my wife and I found out that we couldn't uh, couldn't have children naturally, and so we shifted our mindset and our and our thoughts to adoption, and we jumped right in. And uh, but that was a it was a a giant in our lives that we had to decide how we were going to face and how we were going to go through it. And uh, you know we we navigated it well. I think we ended up with two amazing children uh, who are awesome. Uh, my son's 24, my daughter's 21, and. Uh, and they're great kids. They've had their own journeys, their own struggles, their own giants that they've had to work through and are still working through like everybody else. Uh, but that's just, that's just part of life. So what are some of those giants in your life? Huh? Some of you guys that are listening, what are the giants that you're facing? Uh, 
as I thought about the story in First Samuel and I thought about David, just I wanted to share a couple quick things with you and then some of the stones that we've grabbed in our lives and challenge you. What are the stones that you need to grab in your life, right? Uh, what are those stones that are going to help you fight the Goliaths in your life, the stones that you, that you needed to pick up, right, that you have along the way? So here's, here's a little backdrop about the story with David, right? David's in the field. He's a young boy. He tends the sheep. He guards the sheep. Uh, his older brothers are at battle at war with the Philistines, and, and he's not in the battle. He's too young, but he's been tending his father's sheep for years with nothing but a staff and a sling. And uh, in the middle of that, there's a battle going on between the Philistines and Israel, and there is a giant in the land, this huge behemoth of a man, this Philistine, would come out every morning and he would mock Israel. He would call their God names, he would call them names, and he would challenge them to a fight. And he basically said, come out here and fight me, and if you win, we'll surrender to you, and if we win, you become subject to us and our slaves. And so he was mocking Israel, and everyone was afraid. All the warriors, the great battle-tested warriors, were afraid to go to battle against him. And day after day, this giant came out, and he accused Israel. Have you ever felt accused? in your mind, in your head, in relationships uh, with people either practically or really accused or just in the beliefs that you have that you're being accused. You're not good enough. Uh, you're not strong enough. Uh, your experience doesn't count for anything. You, you don't have the knowledge to do the job. Uh, you're not pretty enough. You're not faithful enough. Whatever it might be, have you ever felt accused? With accusation comes shame and with shame comes condemnation and shame and condemnation are all about being frozen in our current reality. They're all about death. They're all about um, uh, the wall that builds around us that keeps us from our destiny and our future. Shame and condemnation always lead to death. Uh, but God brings conviction, which is different, and that's another message. And conviction always leads to a changed life, to revelation and to transformation. It's, it's born out of love not condemnation, not guilt, not shame. And so David was used to protecting the sheep. He was used to fighting bears and lions and defeating them and having to kill them to keep them away from the sheep. And he was bringing lunch to his brothers at the battlefield and this giant comes out and he begins to mock Israel. And he begins to mock the God of Israel. And David starts looking around and he's wondering who's going to stand up to this, this infidel, this person who is mocking their God? Who, is there anyone not brave enough? Hey, Tarina, thanks for coming in. Hey, Israel, I'm facing the giant of uncertainty of what's next for me in terms of international ministry. Yeah, I, I know I've been praying for you. I know you're looking at going to school and the ministry and maybe coming back to the States. So God bless you as you uh, discern his plans for your life. And so David's frustrated. He's, he's He's disappointed in the soldiers that are there and his brothers. And he says, I'll go fight him if no one else will, right? And so he chose to say, you know, I, I can do this. He got immediately got accusations came against him. You're not big enough. You don't have a weapon. Uh, you're not able to. You've never been to battle before. This is a giant and you're a boy. Um, but King Saul says, okay. And what does King Saul do? King Saul offers him his armor. He offers him his sword. He offers him his battle gear, right? And so David starts trying to put it on in 1 Samuel 17. He's, he's putting on this stuff. He's strapping on the breastplate. He's grabbing the sword, which is as big as he is. And then he's, it, I can picture him trying to waddle out in, in someone else's armor, right? And he's, he starts walking and he says to King Saul, and he says to him, 
this doesn't fit. I can't walk. I can't battle. I can't fight in this. And so he strips off all of the armor of someone else's gifts, right? Someone else's strengths, someone else's tools and resources. And he realizes I'm going to use what I know and what I have and what I'm familiar with. And uh, he went down to the, to the brook in the stream. He pulled out his sling and he looked for stones and he picked up five smooth stones and he walked out to do battle and the giant came towards him. Have you ever felt like that giant is getting closer and he's mocking you and he's, he's laughing at you and he's looking at you and saying, who are you? Uh, what do you think you can do against me? And he grabbed those five stones and he began to walk out to him and he declares in the name of the Lord, I'm going to defeat you. And he declares in advance what he's going to do how he's going to win, and when he wins, what he's going to do. And he's declaring it loudly to the giant, but not just the giant, to the enemies and the other giants behind him. And he tells him that he is going to kill him, cut his head off, put him on display, and then rout the entire Philistine army. And I imagine the entire Philistine army was laughing at him and mocking him every step of the way. Even Goliath said, you send a, a boy out to do a man's job. As, if you guys know the story... He grabs one stone, puts it in his sling, swings the sling, lets it go, bam, right in the head. He embeds that stone in the head of Goliath the giant, who falls to the ground, face down, dead. Then David walks over to him, stands on Goliath, grabs Goliath's sword, and he cuts his head off, and he displays it to the Philistines, and he declares victory in the name of his God, in the name of the God of Israel. And they all begin to flee and they all begin to run. There's a couple things I'd love for you guys to hear in this. And I'd love for your comments. If you guys are familiar with that story, I'd, I'd love for your comments as we go through this. But David was, was a boy in the eyes of most of the people. He wasn't qualified. He wasn't capable um, in the mindsets of those around him. He didn't have the tools, the skill set, the knowledge. He didn't go to, to army school. He didn't go to warrior training uh, but what David did have was a confidence and a faith in himself and in his God. What David did have was experience and the knowledge of what he had done every day. He took his own gifts, his own strengths, his own confidence in who he was. He didn't try to put on anyone else's armor or gear. Sometimes we do that. We think, well, I would, wish I could be like them or wish I could be like her. And we put on someone else's gear, someone else's armor. David didn't do that. He went as he was most comfortable. He went prepared. Saul called, called clothed David in his clothing. David had to take it off and clothe himself back in what he was most comfortable in. What clothes have you put on that aren't yours? What identities have you put on that isn't yours? What realities have you started to believe that isn't your reality? And you've tried to do battle. You've tried to build your life. You've tried to go to work. You've tried to build your family or your marriage or relationships with someone other's mindset, with someone else's gifts or talents and in a way that isn't comfortable to you. I want to encourage you today, don't do that. Take those, those mindsets, those clothes off of other people and be confident in who you are. Be confident in whose you are and be confident in what God says about you. For He created you and knit you together in your mother's womb and He said that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And that you are full with the Spirit of God in you. And all that God has, He's given to you. All His weapons, all His strength, all His faith, all His confidence, you have access to. And so I want to encourage you today. Um, David had, when he went, he had to take the wisdom um, of his own experiences. And the knowledge of his own experiences when he was fighting bears and lions to defeat Goliath. 
Uh, and, and it took humility to take off Saul's armor. And it took courage and faith to take off Saul's armor. Hey, Steve, man, good morning. Hope you're doing well. Tarina, thanks for jumping in again. Uh, but he picked, when he was going to battle, he picked up five stones. And I want to really quickly close with this thought. What are the five stones in your life? I don't know what your Goliaths are. I don't know the things in your life that are coming after you. Um, David defeated Goliath by choosing five stones, but he only needed one. He picked five. Why did he pick five? Uh, some say that Goliath had four brothers, and so he was prepared. Some say that if the, the army rushed him, he had to have something to fight them with. Um, really, I just think... David was prepared. He did what he always did. He would go and grab some stones, put some extra stones in his pouch, and he would take the one that he felt was the, the right weight, the right size for the job, and he used that to defeat the giants, to defeat those things that were coming at him in his life. So here, what are the stones in your life? Here's five stones for me and my wife that we talked about when we shared this a few weeks ago. The first stone is this, our faith and prayer. We couldn't do anything without faith and without prayer. Uh, I don't know what your faith is. I don't know where you're at with prayer. Uh, sometimes we could do a topic just on prayer and let me know if that's something you want to hear about. You know, prayer is, is, takes many forms and many shapes, but in its simplicity, it's a surrendering of our will to the will of God, the one who created us, in a conversation. And recognizing our own frailties and our own weaknesses and recognizing in our, in our weakness we're made strong in Him. And prayer is simply a conversation with the one who created us. It can be a frustration, it can be a joy, it can be a cry, it can be somber, uh, it can be a shout. Um, but it's a simple conversation. God's big enough for any kind of conversation you want to have. I've spent a lot of time in prayer. When I get to the end of my abilities and my strength, when my anxiety is at an all-time high, really the only thing I have is the name of Jesus. And so my faith and my prayer is one of my stones. Then there's another stone, those we choose to allow in our inner circle, those that we allow to speak into us, to speak life over us. Sometimes you've got to limit that world. Not everyone gets the right to speak to my wife and I, right? There's those that want to and those that we invite to. And we're very selective about those we ask to pray for us, to encourage us to speak truth and life for us. I've had a coach and a mentor for the last almost 30 years. I've been very intentional about finding people that I invite to speak into my life, that I trust, that have nothing to gain from me. Um, and when they share things with me, they, they pull my blinders back and they help me see. And so, one, our faith in prayer. The second one is those we choose to allow into our inner circle. The third one is, is intentionality about self-care. What I mean by that is I have, to, I have to take care of myself. I'm no good to anyone else if I'm not strong, if I can't think clearly, if, if I'm not healthy. And so that might be physical things that I need to do, and I'm, I'm not doing really, really well on those, but I'm trying. Um, mental things that I need to do, seeing counselors or, or pastors or people in my life to help me process. Uh, relational things that I need to do. The intentional self-care, vacations, uh, bike riding, uh, playing basketball, those things that I enjoy doing um, that give me oxygen, that help me decompress. Um, going to sporting events or watching a baseball game watching a basketball game. I, I don't watch them real closely, but I like the noise on there and I like the competition. So intentional self-care. The fourth one is a spirit of humility. I think one of the dangerous things that we have is our own pride that says we don't need help. We can take care of this giant on our own. Uh, we don't need you. We don't need anyone else. We have to have the ability to seek and get outside help, to seek and get outside wisdom, to realize I can't do this on my own, and that takes humility. And what humility does, Scripture says, is it draws God, and pride repels God. 
right? And so we have to move away from pride and into a posture and a spirit of humility. And then my last stone would be grace. We have to have grace, this unconditional love to others and to ourselves. I think it's really important. We're not all the same. We don't all process things the same way. We don't all see things the same way. We have different belief systems. We have different ideologies, different political persuasions, different ethnicities. There's so many differences. And and I've found that it's important to walk in a spirit of grace, to give grace, not just to those who are like me, but to give grace to those who aren't like me, to give grace to those people who might disagree with me or come against me. Uh, I give grace going, I don't know their story. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening behind them. Hey, Joyce, good to see you. Uh, And so grace is very, very important. And it's not just grace to others. And it doesn't mean I give up or compromise my faith and my beliefs, um, the things that are important to me. It just means I understand not everyone's like me, which means not everyone will respond to life the way I do. And it's not fair to judge them through the lens of how I respond and how I act. And then the other one is grace to myself. Sometimes we're hardest on ourselves, right? And uh, so I just want to encourage you to give grace to yourself. Give yourself some space. Allow yourself to breathe. Realize you're not going to be perfect and it's not going to go how you want it to go all the time. Give yourself a break, right? Um, We could all use a break. And so those those are our stones. Faith, prayer, which is one stone. Those we allow into our inner circle. Uh, the intentional self-care that we do, excuse me, the humility, and then walking in grace. So I hope those stones are helpful for you. That doesn't mean those are your five stones, but I would ask you to be comfortable and confident in your own skin, to, to trust yourself and trust your experiences, to come prepared. Preparation is, is the ability to see something that's coming and to be prepared to deal with it or to face it the best you can, realizing that sometimes you can't do it on your own. Right? Hey, Tony, good to see you. Your word about pride is spot on. Pride can be a destroyer of lives, careers, and ministries. Absolutely. And we don't even realize that most of us walk in pride. And pride's original source where pride comes from is a spirit of murder, actually. Uh, it's the idea of murder or death to ourselves. Pride brings death to ourselves, and it always ends in death. So, so my friends, uh, thanks for being with me this morning. Thanks for uh, your patience. Thanks for your friendship. Um, thanks for your love and your encouragement. I want to encourage you today, as I do, in, in welcoming those people with the 321 Grow podcast uh, that are listening to this and going to listen to this. I'll post this in a couple weeks on the podcast on a Monday so people can listen to it. Um, but here's what I believe. I believe that we were created with a future, a destiny, and a hope. I believe that God created us and knit us in our mother's wombs, and we're created in His image. Uh, and, and whether you have, are a person of faith or not, I still believe that to be true. And I want to encourage you that if God created you, then there's more in your life. Maria, good morning. Thanks for jumping in. There is more for your life. Your best is yet to come. The story hasn't been written. These are things I say all the time. Your ability to write your story today is yours. It's a blank page. How are you going to write it? Right? You have possibilities and potential. Your more is, is still in front of you. The more influence, more impact, uh, more uh, that you have the ability to influence those around you and family and friends. Uh, your best is yet to come. It, your yesterdays don't define your future. That's all the things I say all the time, but I believe them. And I have to say them to myself sometimes, not just to you guys, because sometimes it doesn't feel that way. 
Sometimes I don't have the energy, I don't have the desire, I don't have the passion, I, don't, I can't just get up out of bed real easily. Sometimes it's a little difficult. And, and I have to be reminded that, that put my feet on the ground and just start walking. And take who I am and who God called me to be, my own gifts, my own strengths, the own tools, my own stones that I have, and grab those every day and use those to fight the battles that are in front of me. So I appreciate you guys again. Thanks for jumping in this morning. We'll be back next week on Monday mornings at 7.15 a.m. here on Facebook Live. I encourage you to share it with your friends. Please go over to our Facebook group, which is 321Grow, and ask, ask to be a part of that. would love to include you in that as well as we build this community of everyday leaders and entrepreneurs who are living their lives out loud in community together. That's really what Jumpstart's all about. That's really what 321Grow is all about. It's about encouraging you and realizing that you're not alone. So my friends, Tony, Steve, Joyce... Uh, Triana, Rihanna, Maria, thank you for being a part of this day, Israel. Thanks for jumping in and sharing your thoughts today. Share your thoughts in, in the comments, questions, or any way that I can pray for you. Until next time, this is Rick Torres, and I'm believing that your best is yet to come. Thanks for being with me this morning. Looking forward to our next time together. Until next time, God bless.